Cool. Headphones. Did you buy uh, AirPods Max? I had to think about it. <laughs> I looked at the show notes. I was like, wait, what are they called? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I'm guessing neither of you did either because they're a little bit overpriced. And <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> Just a little yeah. bit. I thought we'd all be on the same page. You know, though. I'm not a peasant. I'm not getting any AirPods Max. I'm, I'm waiting for the AirPods Pro Max. Uh, that's that's oh, the ones yeah. i want to spend twice as much money on headphones oh okay there needs to be four digits in the price right <laughs> at least yeah okay, uh, okay yeah i don't know name i, I mean name is a bit weird <laughs> yeah like I, I know you're joking but if if there would be airpods pro max i feel like that's what these are I don't even know what mm. that would be but because the like thing. they are already having the noise cancel. The interesting thing is, right? So for Apple, um, Air means wireless, Pods means music, Max means large. Um, yeah. Pro usually means more expensive. So, yeah. and I'm sure Apple's mm-hmm. there there were executives that spent significant amount of time of deciding which name do we go with. Uh, mm-hmm. So there, there was a deliberate decision to call it Max and not not and not having Pro in there. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't I don't know what that <laughs> says. What, I almost what, feel like Pro is a better name for what they are, but yeah, I don't know. I guess the, the thing they the, are high end consumer headphones. The thing I would have liked about them being called Pro, again, it's not about the name; it's just about how Apple. Is that Apple why you're not buying indic- them? Because you don't like the name. <laughs> we need to be very clear here. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, but if you look at naming, that for Apple usually is a sign of how they see them in the market, right? Yeah. So if they would have called them AirPods Pro Max. Again, would have been also an, an awkward name, but it would have indicated that they want to leave a gap for AirPods Max, mm-hmm. which might be a bit cheaper and maybe not having like, uh, like mit- the same type of materials and not coming mm-hmm. with a weird case and those kind mm-hmm. of things, right? Having, having prone the name leaves a gap that's a bit lower in the end, mm-hmm. similar to the AirPods and the AirPods Pro, right? Some people want the Pro for, mm-hmm. for whatever f- reason, and some people just want AirPods for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Not having, I mean, I, unless Apple goes with AirPods Mini as the smaller over your headphones, which mm-hmm. would also kind of fit the naming scheme, but would it make them weirder? Um, to me, if, if there would have been AirPods Pro Max and then we see AirPods Max in the future, that mm-hmm. might have been product I would have been more interested in. Mm-hmm. Because realistically... But now it feels like there's no gap left. The thing that's left is going to the Pro, right? Yeah. The only the only direction naming-wise that's open, if Apple wants to stay consistent, which they're not which always... they're usually not. But if they want to stay consistent, would be going even more expensive to add an AirPods Pro Max, which is interesting, I, I think. Uh, maybe no one else cares, but <laughs> just from a positioning perspective, that seems like we're not going to see cheaper over your headphones anytime soon um but otherwise i don't it's i I just don't think i'm in the market for what that product is Mm -hmm. i don't because they're they're a bit weird right they're definitely significantly more expensive like for if you compare them to like the sony uh noise cancelling that i have and the bose that you have they're almost half the price so apple's almost double the price yeah Mm yeah yeah because no one pays full price for those Sonys and no, those Boses. I no. know that their retail price is a lot higher, but yeah. they're but always even, on special. So it works not that much off. higher, right? I think they're two ninety nine usually, and I think I paid two fifty for mine or something like that. Um, okay. So for the, for the Sonys, um, which is pretty much half the price. Mm-hmm. So Apple's are definitely in the in the kind of premium segment there. But as far as traveling headphones go, they don't seem to be that focused on traveling right because nope for traveling you want them to be 
as lightweight as possible. Mm -hmm. They're they're mm -hmm. very heavy. Uh, you want them to be as small as possible or foldable as possible. You can't fold those at yeah. all. Mm -hmm. You want them to be nicely storable, like with a case. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, and I mean, technically, they're coming with a case, but it's more of a I don't know a leather wrap. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. weird. It is super weird. Um, it feels more like a skin almost. Like it's yeah. it doesn't. It's not. It's not really like you like you mentioned, Kai. If it's something that you want to use when traveling, this is not enough for that. Yeah, it's, for it's me. more like the if you're saying my my phone is super protected because I put a screen protector plastic yes, film on yes. it. It's kind of like that. Yeah, this doesn't seem protective. You no, look at the case that like the boasts come in, and you can comfortably when they're in the case throw them in a bag mm -hmm. and feel like they're probably not mm -hmm. going to get squished unless you know somebody mm -hmm. sits on the thing. But like mm -hmm. they're they're fine. They're protected enough that you feel comfortable leaving them in a backpack. Mm -hmm. This weird handbag looking thing for the <laughs> AirPods yeah. Max doesn't really look like it's going to yeah. do much if they're it, rolling around in a bag. Yeah, mm -hmm. if I would travel with these, I would just wear them around my neck all the time. I feel like that yeah. would be the safest place for them to be. Yeah. Because, like, I even if you would hang them around your bag, like, through the handle or through the, like, you know, you could you could potentially just hang it on your backpack, but that's, like, kind of move around. And it's not really what you want. Mm. And you can't really and stuff them And it's also in. a target, right? Oh, here's yeah. some, well, yeah. here, almost $1,000 headphones yeah. that are dangling off the back of my bag. Feel free to take them. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. It, it sounds a bit like um, what Apple went for with this product is something that has a broader appeal than mm -hmm. traveling headphones, right? I, yeah. I think what Apple and says, I mean, that's ours are more expensive because they're not traveling headphones. Because realistically, the Bose, they're not the best sounding headphones. Like you can get better sounding mm -hmm. headphones for, for less money than the Bose. You buy the Bose because you want to travel and every now and then you might want to use them as headphones if you have no other choice. Um, yeah. I mean, depending on your, on your level of caring about audio quality. Um, yeah, I mean, to, to that, in that way, it's almost like the Beats are in, were in the market before. I think Beats have always been something that people want to sort of show that they're having, right? Like mm. Beats headphones, over-ear headphones. Item. Yeah, it was a fashion item. But I don't think it's that. I think for the Apple ones... It, it seems like their target is not traveling. It seems to be the universal headphone. Mm -hmm. Like, it, they, they sound great when you're at home. They mm -hmm. sound great when you're on a train. They sound great for a plane. But the idea was those are your everything headphones. They're not your mm -hmm. travel headphones. They mm -hmm. work for traveling, but they're not designed for traveling. Mm -hmm. Similar to mm -hmm. the AirPods Mac. Uh, AirPods Pro, they're not your travel in-ear headphones, right? They're yeah. your everyday ones. Yeah. Yeah, and true. then they work impressively well on an airplane. Yeah. And I think that's kind of where what their focus is. Mm -hmm. I just wonder how much of a market there is for that. Yeah, like, I, I, don't I know. do think it could be more of a market if people were actually going to places. Like if you were sitting on the train, this would be good. Like you don't really need to pack yeah. them up. You would just wear them throughout your whole commute. And then when you're in an open office space, you would want to wear them as well. But at the same time, people working from home and people might have their families around and it mm. might be loud. So it could be beneficial. It's, I think there's a market for it. And I mean, in general, that's that's what I kind of like about your positioning. If mm. we If we take the price out of the consideration... Their positioning is good, right? Because realistically, traveling is a smaller part of my life than than all other places yeah, yeah. <laughs> that I'm going, right? Yeah. I'm not someone who is mostly traveling and then also being in places every now and then, you know? Mm -hmm. So in theory, I do like headphones that are 
that that are very universal that work everywhere yeah. that you can and, use. And wouldn't everywhere. you say that like when you personally bought your travel headphones, Kai, wasn't that when you knew you had like a lot of upcoming trips that were long distance trips coming up? Exactly. You wouldn't just have a pair of traveling headphones around because it's a company that you like selling them, right? No, no, but that's my point, right? Mm. They were travel headphones mm. and they were in the $300 range. Um, so Apple's positioning is is the kind of all-arounder. Very good sound yeah. quality from like early imp- first impressions, mm-hmm. right? Sounds, I mean, we, we haven't heard them, but sounds like it. Very high build quality. Definitely feels like a premium Apple product with a weird leather wrap thing, mm-hmm. which I don't know. Um, so overall, that seems to be their positioning. Mm-hmm. The all-around headphones mm-hmm. that work surprisingly well when traveling. But the price kind of makes, to me, brings them more into the HomePod you know, they're. I think they're the same price that the HomePods launched. Yeah, I mean they're Is super premium. Yeah, wait. No, HomePods they're way more expensive. Yeah, than HomePod. HomePod were, yeah, HomePod wasn't like twice the price, like the price almost of a yeah. HomePod. But I, I do wonder yeah. if they're going down a similar route, where it's like in theory pretty good in a lot of things, but too expensive mm. for their broader appeal that they should target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And but, and these are like even if you want nice headphones because you travel a lot, like even on a train, for mm-hmm. example, you know, forty minutes each way, these are still very, very expensive for that. When exactly. there's you know, the Bose and the Sony's, which might get you eighty, ninety percent of the way there. I don't know, I haven't tried these things, they might be outstanding, but also how much do people really care about the difference in sound quality between like the QC thirty fives and the AirPods Max? I doubt many people really deeply care about that yeah yeah but then there's also like the the general apple design yeah, aesthetics yeah. and those yeah. kind of things that, oh exactly yeah, yeah. there's other reasons yeah. to buy but purely like sound saying mm. oh the sound quality is amazing wait till you hear them that's i don't know how no, but that's well the thing, that right? argument holds up in most cases that, that argument would hold up if they were the same price because then why would you not pick oh, those sure, over sure. all the others but considering but, that because it's a one-to-one price, comparison yeah but considering that twice the price, it just kind of puts them in this weird niche where a whole bunch of like very, very wealthy, very Apple passionate people will buy them. Mm-hmm. But I don't see them being as like even if you compare them to the AirPods Pro, their AirPods Pro have the price, and AirPods Pro have so much broader of a target audience because it's so much more convenient, so much smaller, so much easier to put away, and 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 you know it's it's a weird product from a from a price if if they would have been half the price i think we might have bought a pair yeah yeah i was talking about that we were talking about that earlier kai that like in general i do think they're nice headphones and i think i would be interested in them if they would be half the price but at the moment there's so many uh, there are so many things that are not perfectly for what i need them to be because i would need them to also be somewhat portable or somewhat good for traveling with and it just feels like when you don't have that like they're not foldable the case itself like is not really helpful when you're traveling and like the fact that those things are missing mean a case that wraps about around half the headphone and then have it's super protective and and, and i understand that it's hard to get them like to fit into a case when they are not foldable but i think Mm. i would rather i think i'd rather have a big case to put my headphones in um or like like i would it's just not for me like i'd rather want to get a pair that are actually foldable or a pair that are actually having like they're somewhat able to fit into a nicer case so they have a nicer case yeah. for them and then and there might be third-party ones coming out but for this price there are just so many things missing for me and then speaking of missing things mm. also the next step is <laughs> where i use headphones is environments like right now mm-hmm. we're recording a podcast we want kind of zero latent audio coming from in this case the microphone to, mm-hmm. to yeah. your headphones 
And Apple has a solution ish, which is another $40 cable, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, which is crazy that you pay another $40 for a stupid uh, 3.5 millimeter cable to, to connect mm-hmm. to something. Yeah. But even then, I don't even know, um, because those usually what you have with headphones, right? You have the, the left and the right can. And you have what like, you a, mean, sorry, what do you mean by like can? The, the, the part that does the is audio? It, is it called can? I think so, right? Okay. Let's go with it. Mm. Um, and, uh, you have a cable that goes into one side mm-hmm. and then the left can is going through the headband and it's connected mm-hmm. with the other side. Mm-hmm. The, the AirPods Max do not have that. Oh, don't they? I might be wrong, but that's just what I assume Apple did. Okay. I assume so they do not have a wire between those. Okay. So they just uh, synced them up. They're working like AirPods where each of those. Uh, speakers is an individual airpod essentially mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. the full chips it has they have an h1 in each mm-hmm. of the on the left side and the right side so they're kind of working almost independently despite you obviously never want to use them independently with headphones uh <laughs> they go over here but i believe they are having the exact same like technical architecture of like they detected your ears in they just use use the h1 chips in each to sync everything up and it sounds like they're connected mm-hmm. but they're actually independent devices oh, wow. <laughs> um and i don't know we've never had a airpod h1 architecture headphone uh that had a wire right so i don't know how much latency mm-hmm. is there for the left side to actually communicate with the right side mm-hmm. um but you know it's going to be more than if there was a cable even if it's really 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 good and like i gotta say the airpods pro actually airpod Pros, what AirPods Pro, I don't know, um, are actually really, really good, but they're still not good enough. It's still noticeable when you're, say, editing a podcast mm-hmm. over wired headphones. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah I would never, even though they're pretty close. I wouldn't, I would never use uh, wireless headphones for that. But the question is, if you have the wire that goes mm-hmm. at least to the headphones, how much latency is just yeah. between the like, left and the right? Is that enough like, is, to yeah. not be noticeable? Because how much latency do they have to put in there? Because realistically, the latency has to apply to left and right, right? Mm-hmm. Because you want them in yes. sync. So they, they yes. got to add some level of latency for to to account for the left one sending the signal to the right one. Because you know, <sighs> so I, I do wonder. Like that's hard to tell before, but I do wonder how much that does. But in theory, again, if it's if it's if you cannot notice a difference, even if mm-hmm. it's technically, I don't know, four milliseconds second. more, I wouldn't mind. There has to be a wire between the two because you don't charge each side individually. Interesting. Yeah, there's got to be. Yeah, there's got to be. But it must M- be. Maybe it doesn't do. Must be power uh, only audio. Then. Maybe yeah. maybe it only does power, but there's got to be a connection. Mm-hmm. Um, because yeah, otherwise you'd have to plug them in separately, good which point. would be super weird. Yeah, no, good point. So then it's probably at least at least a power cable, but probably no at audio least. cable. <laughs> yeah, f- maybe there is audio going through then too, because then otherwise you're kind of losing some of the benefits of not having. You know, yeah, there's like a benefit you, of not having any to, wires yeah. going through because then it's it. like easier to design, easier to build, mm-hmm. fewer things to break. I said wire going anywhere, might as well might send as audio well over put there. an audio cable yeah, in there. You know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I do think Apple wants the design to be similar between them. So I do, yeah. th- I, I still see the point when it's wireless to just mm-hmm. send it to both as they do with uh, AirPods. But maybe mm. once they're connected, they still have the wire. Maybe wired. then it folds back yeah. to, to co- co- copper wires. Mm. I guess we just got to buy a pair and then take them apart and see what's in there. <laughs> For the show. For the yeah. Show. I'm sure there'll we- be a tear down soon. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, they ship next week or this week, isn't it? Yeah. 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 They were already sold out here on the day... They were announced. I think yeah. everywhere. Yeah. I think Same. they're just super yeah. low quantity. Oh, you think I've, that's the reason? Yeah. I, I don't think there's yeah. there's a crazy demand. Um, 
in the grand scheme of things. Um, also, yeah, a few I hours after they were announced, I think you could only get the pink ones before Christmas here. Mm. Everything else Unless was Unless you like, get them engraved in January. January. That was a trick, at least in Canada. Oh, okay. If you get them engraved, you would actually get them earlier. Uh, no way. So, yeah. Here it was all extra delayed. Oh, really? <laughs> like by eight days or something. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, because That's I saw really a lot weird. of people trying like hacks of like, what is the least, because they didn't want them engraved. So what was the least amount of engraving they could do? So yeah, they're like a full stop. Huh? You can do like a full stop. You can I do guess. full stop, yeah. but then it looks like a smudge. Um, I've seen people doing like just an emoji because then it kind of looks kind of fun. Mm. Uh, I've seen people trying like uh, zero width spaces or other like Unicode characters ah. that don't actually look like anything, like underscores. Uh, I've seen people doing, uh, I think, L, uh, put an L there because mm-hmm. then it kind of indicates, hey, this is the left one. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. that's not terrible. I would yeah. probably write left. I think that would look nicer. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyways. I did one one stupid emoji and call it a day. Yeah. <laughs> if it was going to come faster. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's just too expensive to, to put a stupid emoji that you don't want there. I mean, if you want emojis, <laughs> then you may as well put it there. Yeah. Like, I think I think this is the perfect product to customize. If you I want always feel like that. that, though, because the engraving is free. Mm. It always feels like... <laughs> I, I, of course you should take things you know it's it's, yeah. it's it costs them something so i get more if i get an engraving but i don't see want i really engraving. like the engraving i think if i would keep all my apple products and not like resell them after the fact then i would do do it for more things but, but that's why i decided headphones, it's a pretty good yeah. thing to engrave right yeah, because that's you're not going to sell yeah. your headphones yeah like for my airpods especially I to for airpods the say you've got yeah. multiple people with them yeah. in the same household and you've got yeah. them like on the same surface mm-hmm. it's great to have a little star or something to yeah. let you know which is yours yeah like i wrote my name on them i was actually thinking nice. maybe i should put my email address in case i lose them <laughs> uh, but that that seemed a bit extreme so no i made it more mm. like a marking so kai and i detect which one is whose? I also and don't know how yeah. honest people are if they find a three. At least they might look and they're like, ah, oh, and I feel sort of bad because I could do something about this. But yeah, no, it was not worth it because then I would have an email address on my headphones and that would be weird. Um, so I'd yeah, be a bit it, worried if you lost AirPods this year. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the couch couch <laughs> And if I find them, I'll email yeah. your mother. Don't worry. Thank you. Thank you. Um, um, no, but it's a perfect product to to make a bit more personal because how likely are you to resell even AirPods Max? I think that's something they will get a bit gross after a while. So I don't think people. Would, of course, you can change the cushion parts, but I, I don't know if you buy this, it's more of a thing that you want. It's something that doesn't really get outdated, right? No, I think we're now in a state where Apple's H1 chip is reliable enough. I mean, Apple's not even updating that one every year, right? It's like it's pretty much mm. you get the H1 in all the headphones, and it's fine for everything it's doing. I do have a bit of a complaint about Big Sur after praising it last <laughs> week about how the headphone switching works so much better. For some reason, Big Sur now always thinks if I use my Mac that I want to use the headphones with my computer, despite me never wanting to use headphones with my computer ever. So now does some weird auto switching where my iPhone loses connectivity with my AirPods because my Mac happened to get an input. It's very annoying. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, headphones. Interesting. I don't think uh, I'm willing to spend anywhere close to the money Apple asked for it. I, no. I really question. It will be I, interesting I, I like to see. This, sorry, go on. How long we're we're seeing this product? Because I I do feel like it's a weird mm. weird products uh, or a weird placement in the market right now mm-hmm. because we have so many good ones at a significantly yeah. lower range, and then yeah. for like the audiophile pe- audiophile kind of people, I think it's too cheap and too wireless. You know, 
Yeah. If if you're like super super crazy about audio quality, you mm. probably want like a proper cable and no latency and no weird. Uh, you mm. know, it's pretty good. But which we might still get. No one just seems to be able to answer that question about the no latency thing. Yeah, but I I don't know. I don't see a lot of people that are like super crazy about audio quality that would buy those, connect them with this weird USB C to three point five millimeter yeah. thing. To you know, those people either already have headphones, and as we said, headphones are not really getting outdated. You can have mm-hmm. a super high quality set of headphones from five years ago and it's still fine so i i just really wonder how that fits into into the market outside of the i like the apple ecosystem and i buy everything in in it oh but really that's what these are for i mean honestly i reckon half the people who buy them are buying them as a fashion statement a bit like beats um yeah probably i i just think beats were Pre- Beats were already at a time premium headphones mm-hmm. from a price category perspective. From a, for price, yes. But now yeah. those are like triple that. So I just wonder how many people mm. are willing to spend almost a thousand dollars on headphones and still somehow care enough to be seen on a bus with those headphones. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's weird. I I I mean, I don't know if we'll ever see. <laughs> Best thing we can probably use as a as a guideline of how successful they are is seeing how often they get updates in the future. Or if they, yeah, you know. So could you could you still imagine this to be like the entry price for them, but then will the, they will drop it eventually? Do you think it will be cheaper? I mean, that's what they the, with the HomePod. I do. They, I, they, they didn't drop the HomePod price. Yeah, they, they did. released the mini. Or did no, they drop that? They as did well? drop the HomePod. No, okay. they did drop it a little yeah. bit, okay. like a tiny bit. Yeah, but but it's like, like a, thirty US dollars, maybe fifty Australian, something like that. I thought it was a hundred. Okay. Um, oh, okay, maybe. So I, could, I thought it felt like little because they were still expensive afterwards, but that's just yeah, because they okay. started at ridiculous levels. But maybe I'm wrong. I went enough. from really not considering it to <laughs> not considering it. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's interesting. And then and then a case. I don't I don't know about the case. That is, uh, it's called a smart case, right? Because it has a magnet <laughs> in it. Because yeah. It's super weird that it seems to be the only way you can get them into, like, power saving off mode yeah. as well. That's just... Mm-hmm. Like, because for for headphones, especially headphones that I'm not taking out of the house, like big ovaries, which I have my Bose here, mm-hmm. I take them off and I leave them on my desk. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to put them in a case when mm-hmm. I'm taking them off. Mm-hmm. Like, or if I go to lunch and I want them to go into low power mode, I don't want to get out the mm-hmm. case and put it in. Yeah. That's I mean, annoying. it seems like, again, very early, no hands on yet. But it seems like those headphones have essentially three states, right? There's the, there's, they're on and they're doing something like playing music or doing active noise uh, cancellation or something like that. The kind of in between state where they're kind of not on, they know that they're not on, but they're not actively doing anything. So they know they're not on your ears and they're in some kind of power saving mode, um, but not. And then when you wrap them into this leather, I don't know, butter paper thing. Um, <laughs> then they go into this ultra uh, low power mode. And I assume the difference is if they're in the case, um, then they're turning off all their proximity sensors and all of mm-hmm. that. Because then they know we yeah. don't have to check for ears right now. Because you know if yep. they're in the, in, in the sleeve, they do not, they cannot also be on your ears. Mm-hmm. So I think mm-hmm. that's the difference. It turns off all the sensors apart, apart from the magnet thing. I think that's mm-hmm. the difference between the two. I don't know how big the difference is. I wonder if you would use them as you want to use them, where you just put them away, mm-hmm. they use whatever the gyros to know and the proximity sensors to know, yep. all right, they're not actively on, on someone's head right now, so we don't have to worry yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. So 
and then they're still fairly low power and you probably wouldn't i would assume uh you probably won't notice that big a difference even if you're not putting if it's them like in the during case. the day or yeah. or like, like even during the week sensors, if you charge yeah. them every day then you probably won't have a problem not keeping them in the case. Like, if you're a person who plugs them in every night, if they've got 20 hours of use, if you imagine during a typical day, you mm-hmm. might have more than half of that where you're not actually playing anything. Mm-hmm. They might be sitting idly on a desk. They're easily going to last you a full work day, including travel time. And if you just pop them on charge, like, I, it's weird. I, I don't do it, but I know people do charge AirPods every night mm-hmm. or their headphones every mm-hmm. night. And I always find that weird because headphones get, you know, usually about that 20 mm-hmm. hour mark and mm-hmm. I only need to charge once or twice a week kind of thing but yeah i I, people pop things on charges all the time and Mm -hmm. so yeah if you got into that routine you might not actually have a problem Mm. but i also think for that table scenario you'll probably be fine i think where you need the 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 sleeve is when you throw them in the bag because a bag will otherwise quite lightly trigger like yeah because you you move it around and and proximity sensors because maybe something kind of gets in the area of the headphone and then the headphone's like is this a ear i don't know let's just turn on Mm -hmm. just in case right i think that's where I think that the table scenario is probably fine. Put them on a table and you probably won't note again. It won't this be a big just, deal. Yeah. I don't see a technical reason why that it wouldn't work that way, right? You put them on a the table, they <clears> know <throat> they're not moving, they know there's no ear, so <clears throat> they turn very close to... Yeah, like they're still more on, like they're still more, more, than, they're still more battery than if they would be in the case, but... But yeah. probably not to a point where it's yeah. like, it, it. you would probably, unless you're leaving them that way for months, you probably won't notice a big difference. That's yeah, I doubt I it takes as much battery as if you would actually use them and exactly. have music on. Yeah. So it's probably fine if, if you use those three cases as you would in normal life. I, I would assume Apple's usually pretty decent at that, right? Mm-hmm. Even your, your AirPods as they are, they, they are more on when they're laying on a table, but I still, I've yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. forgot them on a table overnight and then popped them back into my ears in the morning and they were still fine. They weren't mm-hmm. completely drained. And I think it's, it's very similar to this. Well, if you leave them in your pocket, they drain very quickly because they're constantly thinking, Hey, maybe I should do something. Maybe I should turn on and off and on and off. And, you know, they're, they're more in a situation mm-hmm. where, where, where they don't know if they need to be on or not yeah. because yeah. it's hard to see yeah. the difference between am I in it? <laughs> am I close to a ear to the ear, or am, am I in a pocket? It's hard mm. to tell for for headphones. Yeah, um, and I think that's... I sometimes get that like picking up the AirPods. It thinks that it's entered my ear, and I can mm-hmm. tell because I got one in the ear and one that's yeah. out, and it just starts playing whatever yeah. it's playing, and like, yeah, yeah. It gets a bit confused so easily. I, so I, I would assume, based on on kind of the sensors that are in there, knowing that Apple's usually pretty decent about that, that that's probably the setup. It's like you, you'll be fine with your table situation, but you probably don't want to throw them in the back mm. without the the sleeve thing, which is also you know that's realistically they're expensive enough that you probably want at least that little bit of fabric cover thing around them if you would throw them in the back anyways um so i think that is not as much of a problem it's a bit weird that like if you want to now have an aftermarket case at some point they also have to figure out how to trigger the magnet because otherwise in the case they might think they're they're close to an ear and turn on enough and might actually drain more battery than if you know that's that's a bit weird but overall i think if you use them as they come i don't think it will be much of a problem Mm -hmm. At least that one, I, I feel fairly confident that Apple knows what they're doing. Mm. Real-time follow-up. Uh, the HomePod at the moment starts at 299 So I assume it might have been 350 or 349 before, but now it's 299 US dollars. Okay. Do you know how much they were at launch? No. I think in Canada they were reduced by $50 based on this random article I just found. So 
That okay. might be right. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was the... 350. Yeah, three, 350 yeah. in, in US dollars. It started at 350 and then mm-hmm. got dropped to yeah. 299. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is still uh, very expensive. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Hmm. But we'll see. It's it's interesting. I, I don't know. I don't they know seem how cool. You... I hope they sell well, but not for any of us, I suppose. Yeah. It's it's a weird product. I, I don't know. I, I always feel a bit weird about Apple releasing those type of products that are... I, I always felt like I had... Like, in old Apple days, I felt like I always had a good argument for why things are more expensive than than comparable products. But I feel like yeah. those kind of products, like AirPods, without a doubt, right? They're more expensive than a lot of in-ear wireless headphones. But therefore, they but, work but I, really I would smoothly. say they're, they, they're, they're better than almost yeah. all the other ones. They're smaller. They, they sound fine. Um, they, they're like in this nice case. And they're, yeah, they're, and their connections, usually they are really good at connecting to your different devices. You yeah. have the yeah. controls on the sides and that works really yeah. nice. It stops when you mm. take one out of your ears. Mm. And that's that's just really good. But I think the, the over-ear ones, there was already less of a problem area right Mm -hmm. the small ones were like a new thing that we didn't have like that before Mm -hmm. and apple built something that didn't really have a lot of competition there were other small ones but they were not even close to this this level of of um convenience Mm -hmm. as far as size goes and and kind of usability goes over here i think it were we we were in a more mature market Mm -hmm. and i feel like apple added less on top of that but charged a lot larger premium so i, I do yeah. wonder i think in, to that extent it is similar to the home pod i felt like i think we mm-hmm. all sort of thought that the home pod was strangely priced compared to other products on the market because there were other speakers that were really good at that point and we thought it was quite expensive especially considering there was a single uh, a single speaker and often you want to have two speakers at the same time but i think now with the price being lower and with the mini coming out it makes more sense as a product so maybe there will be something coming out with the uh, with the AirPods Pro or AirPods Max that's like maybe they're lowering the price or the next model has more features, so it makes sense that it is a bit more of a premium uh, premium price. I don't know. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure either, but uh, I don't, I just don't see a lot in that realm. I don't see them. You know, I I don't think there's any indication that Apple's dropping the price mm. no matter what i think they're weirdly positioned but mm-hmm. surely apple have their own opinion about that yeah. maybe they don't want to sell as many right now because they could only make 12 that's why they all sold out who knows mm-hmm. <laughs> but i i think they're in a weird position because i've seen a lot of people that tend to care about apple products mm-hmm. that are like mm, you know sometimes you see that it's like cool product it, like the mac pro or the pro display xdr it mm-hmm. kind of goes into a similar category, despite being way more affordable, obviously. But it's mm-hmm. definitely in the category mm-hmm. where I don't know a lot of people, even in our kind of space, mm-hmm. that have enough money that they don't care about mm-hmm. to just buy them because they look kind of cool. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think the delta of how much better are they to how much more expensive are they is not kind of matching yeah. up. So I don't. Yeah. Uh, and I think with the with the um, XDR display, no. With Pro Display. Pro Display XDR. It's Pro all the letters. It's, Just what, add all the letters. What is the actual name? Pro Display yeah, XDR? Yeah, it's Pro Display XDR. Okay. So with the Pro Think display, of the longest name yeah. you can and say it. <laughs> so with the Pro Display XDR, there are people who need this type of display. I don't know who needs, who, who would need these headphones. Sure. Who doesn't already have their needs met by yes. existing stuff yeah. on the market. Yeah. 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 But that's the thing with the Delta, right? The price Delta is lower, but it still doesn't... I don't think they're in a position where where those things enable anyone. I, I do think the AirPods and AirPods Pro enabled 
use cases that we didn't have before because they're incredibly well designed all around headphones. Mm. You know, what better headphone is there in the world for as long as you're happy to go wireless than the AirPods Pro? You know, they're, yeah. they're totally yeah. fine mm. for working out. They're totally fine for listening to things on the train. Mm -hmm. They're totally fine for being in a quiet home and listening to stuff. They're totally fine to listen with one ear while, while listening to a podcast while doing the dishes. They're totally fine while, like, uh, having to, to run to a bus all of a sudden without knowing that you're going for a run. They're totally fine for air travel. You know, there's just not a scenario mm -hmm. where those are not great headphones. And I mm -hmm. think that's super powerful that you can completely ch shut out the, the outside world and have very decent sound quality, plus the option of transparency mode, which I think is really cool, plus the noise cancelling if you really want to uh, get rid of the sound around you mm -hmm. in, in such mm -hmm. a small case that fits into your jeans pocket, right? That is such a... <laughs> such a To me, the, the, Pro, um, the AirPods Pro should be the, the premium product, <laughs> more so than the, the, yeah, the, the Max headphones. Yeah. Because th those are such incredible products that, mm -hmm. that allow for so many use cases. Mm. And even if you compare those two products, I just don't see why I, if I would buy headphones right now, why would I buy those over the AirPods Pro? Because I think the AirPods Pro is so much better of a, of a device. Mm. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I'm completely happy with the AirPods Pro. And sure, the noise cancelling might not be quite as good, but it sort of gets most of the way there in a package that is way mm. more comfortable and portable mm. and has all these benefits that the ovary headphones just don't have. Um, no matter how hard they try, ovary headphones can't be as portable. Mm. They can't be as light. Mm. Just I've even seen some early impressions of people saying that the AirPods Pro actually had better uh, noise cancelling than the, oh, wow. the uh, Max. I hope that's not the case because these big Pro Max headphone thingies are expensive. <laughs> and I would hope that they're better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll see. Not um, like any of us will buy them anytime soon, no. anyways, but. <laughs> no, we'll just read some reviews. Yeah. Mm. That would be interesting to actually see a teardown and see yeah. how, how they're. Sure, I think it'll do something. Yeah. If they can afford it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, anyways, um, we were talking about before the show that we've been working on Orbit. Um, and I think we've been focusing. A lot on like smaller improvements lately, but um, so many. <laughs> yeah, there were so many things that we just like ha you know when you have like the small things that have been like irritating you for a while that we just decided to fix. Uh, they weren't major things, but we think overall it's much more solid now. Like there were just small like nice. animation glitches, and now it just feels a lot more solid. But it's also funny, right? When you're like at some point you see that and you're like, all right, we can ship it like this. Mm -hmm. But then when you fix it, you, you look at it and like, how could we have ever yeah. shipped it? Yeah. So what kind of yeah. Are you focusing animation? on iOS fixes at the moment? Uh, both. No, both. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's... Yeah. Um, especially Big Sur, actually, because uh, there were some strangeness being introduced in Big Sur, um, just because of some changes to Swift UI in general. Um, so we had to have to just like change, change some of our like view hierarchy almost uh, a, for certain there, things. there are a few weird things and i don't know if there's a better way so for example mm -hmm. one thing that we noticed is in big sur if you have a and if you add an animation to a view for some reason on catalina that animation was not called when you resized a window mm -hmm. because a resize like for example if you say this view has oh. like for in our dashboard right we have the dashboard mm -hmm. and they kind of have a spring animation when they're kind of mm -hmm. scaling to their their correct size so kind of they have a like, nice 
little bounce when they're kind of scaling up. Um, in Big Sur, that also is applied when you resize the window. Mm-hmm. So they're kind of Even juggling around when you resize the window yep. as if they're, because they're kind of, rather than just moving into a new spot based on the window location, they're kind of jiggling a little bit behind. Yep. So it's like on Big Sur, they also use the animation that's applied to each individual element, while as in Catalina, that's only applied when there is a change to that specific element. Yeah. So it's a bit weird that because it's hard, right? How do you say, like, now you kind of have to restructure some stuff where it's like you only want to use explicit animations mm-hmm. where you're setting the value with animation and just the, the type you want rather than just saying mm-hmm. this one is always springing because then it breaks in, in window resizing or window moving, which is a bit weird. Um, mm-hmm. And also, like, the hover uh, on hover is yeah, a bit weird. Yeah. Where so on hover is different uh, with Catalina and Big Sur. So, um in Big Sur, it doesn't, if you have an on hover state to an individual element, it doesn't seem to get the, it doesn't always get the stopping, like the, the non hover event. So when you stop to hover so it. So on hover takes, gets you uh, one parameter mm-hmm. that is a yep. Boolean, which is either true when you hover over it, and then it gets a fault as soon as you leave the hover. Mm. And on Catalina, that's exactly as, a, as you mm-hmm. would expect, right? If you hover over something, it gets true, and the, the, event, uh, the, the element you left gets an on hover is fault, mm-hmm. and you can kind of do your view uh, layout as, as, as you need to, to, to account for those. Mm-hmm. In Big Sur, if you're moving fast enough out of a view, the is hover faults is never being triggered on mm-hmm. the view you left. Yeah. But all of them get the is hover true. <laughs> so if you, for example, on our dashboard yeah. quickly zoom over the bars, it might we show a popover when mm-hmm. you get hover over them to kind of give you more details. Mm-hmm. It so would just show now, a popover for every single view. So what we did now was to move that up one layer. So we always only have one element that can be hovered at one time. So we keep track right. of the one rather than saying this one is hovered and this one is hovered because then at some points they can both be hovered at the same time even if they're not. Yeah. But it was kind of nice before uh, that, right? Annoying. Because they yeah. were very independent. They didn't mm-hmm. need a parent yes. that passed in a state mm-hmm. or that bind. Because the- on any given screen, you can really only have one hovered element. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's kind yeah. of the way it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So our assumption, work. our assumption was very much that this is a view component that we can reuse everywhere and we don't need some kind of parent that passes in a state. Now mm-hmm. we do because otherwise maybe all views think they are being hovered despite not being hovered. Mm-hmm. I don't know what kind of optimization yeah. was done there to get to that point, but it's a bit annoying. But at least there is a reasonable workaround mm. uh, around that. But it's just a whole bunch of those kind of small things. Uh, in general, it seems like a lot more animations are being implicitly applied to views, even mm-hmm. if you didn't think they should change mm-hmm. with an animation. So it's just a lot of places where we now have it, where part of the view hierarchy does actually have an animation uh, attached to it, and mm-hmm. then we have to explicitly turn it off for specific yeah. text labels, right? Yeah. Because yeah. animating text often just looks a bit janky, where it's like it clips part of the view when it grows or or... It kind of moves in a way, slightly awkward way where you actually just wanted to immediately change the state. So it's a whole bunch of those kind of small things that we kind of didn't get to for, for the Big Sur release, but now we kind of took the last, actually, couple of weeks. We planned to do it for like one week and get them all mm-hmm. done, but it, there were a lot of small things that we actually now polished. And it's, I, I, I like the, the outcome a lot better. Yeah, now. yeah, I'm, I'm happy with nice. this as well. Um, and now we're sort of going into a bigger 
like a bigger new part so we want to be able to um add some niceties around the um the new promo codes that apple has introduced so i think we spoke about this in a couple of episodes ago that you can now generate promos Mm -hmm. so we want to handle that a bit better in the app Uh, so we're going to do that next and now and then we're also thinking of potentially uh, we're still in an early planning stage of this but we're still thinking of potentially having some type of free plan or free version um what yeah. are you thinking for that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so so that's sort of where like we're, we're at the stage where we're sort of thinking like what makes sense like we don't want it to be too limited but we also uh, uh we also know that the, if, if we start giving things out for free then we, we're gonna have a lot more support requests and we're gonna have a lot more load on the server um and we need to still be able to count on that being something that we are sort of having as a free option uh, but still being able to like make enough money to actually account for that extra extra load and extra the thing is extra. our realistically our free plan is not supposed to be a charity uh, situation right no. the idea is we want to give people a better experience better way of experiencing the app mm-hmm. before they then uh commit to buying it yeah like because thing- i think it's still you know it's a it's a service that we think is valuable for mm-hmm. people but we also understand that not being able or having to to start a trial to try it out mm-hmm. is a barrier that we think we could probably smoothen out a bit because i do think mm-hmm. i i have that yeah. myself sometimes right it's a bit awkward to having to start a trial and then remembering to quit it or to cancel it if you're not happy even if people might be happy mm-hmm. i do understand that it's a barrier when you're like oh, i don't want to yeah. subscribe to something right now yeah so we want to have something that just makes it easier for people to try it out but also um yeah like i mentioned it's meant to meant to be very much that you can experiment experience the product and then um see if it's the product you, you want because we we don't so, want people to feel like to accidentally forget to turn off their other if they if it's not the product for them so it's better if they can test it out in some way and then decide to go with the plan when they feel ready for it and when they feel but like it also the idea use. is more that like that's <laughs> the the longest possible way of answering your question so the kind of mindset we had was not to give any kind of to to kind of extend the trial essentially to be scaling with our users uh use case of our app so rather than saying all right you have a 30-day trial which will mm-hmm. be very different for different people right some people might still have a, a different product that they're using at the moment or they don't have a project right now but right now they had time to try it out mm-hmm. but maybe they w- don't want to start their trial until they actually have a client you know there are a lot of weird decisions that mm-hmm. where we say this trial is 30 days some people might want to hold off because 30 days would fit them better at a different time. So the idea is to get a get have the free plan to be limited enough or give enough that it isn't attached to time anymore, but that most people will grow out of it at some point. Yeah, <clears throat> And that's not for being devious. That's just we think that might be a more natural way of, of trying the app and then saying, all right, I use this now for, for a client and a project and I like it. Now I add another project. Now maybe I want to actually subscribe to it. So that's why we're trying to, yeah. to have the limited features around um yeah around them sort of growing project. their growing their work with the like growing their use of the of the app yeah i guess sure. while yeah. also not being in a situation where we discourage proper use of our app because we considered what if we're saying hey we're limited to uh one invoice uh 
that you can create. But then we thought about, we really don't want people to feel like, oh, we we should, or like two invoices a month or something. But um, we thought we also don't want to encourage people to to cram more things into invoices and instead of invoicing weekly, which they would maybe prefer to invoice fortnightly mm. because that's just what our free plan allows. So, so we thought mm. it, it might be better to just have a kind of hard limit of saying, all right, you can have two clients, two projects, and if you need more, then you have to upgrade. Mm -hmm. So it's essentially your first two projects are free rather than any kind of monthly limit. So that's kind of what we're leaning towards right now Mm -hmm. because we think that's something that's, for some people that might be okay, maybe they're even staying on a free plan for a year, right? You only have your one client and your one project and you work Mm -hmm. on that. And then you maybe acquire your, your second client and you're like, cool. Now I have a reason to upgrade. Yeah. And for yeah. other people, yeah. that might be the second week, right? Uh, it's just depending on where you are in your in your business and in your freelance life. That might be mm-hmm. something, you, a limit you hit very quickly, mm-hmm. maybe even yeah. on the same day, right? You yeah. might be at your first client, you start tracking, you're like, this is the right product mm-hmm. for me, and you upgrade the same day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I th- But I think when, if you are, um, if you are having like multiple clients, then you, it will be a tool that you feel like once you try it out for one project or for one client, um, you will know if it's the right tool for you. And then I think people will be yeah. comfortable committing to it. Or, or it might not be. But why then they have why two uh, projects or clients instead of one? Because we do want um, to give you a starter project. Like just a default mm-hmm. project, just for you. If you only want to track, like we've seen a lot of people that just want to start a timer and see how that feels because mm-hmm. they're they're oh, okay, they're, like an internal one plus one mm-hmm. exactly. So that's External the idea. Typing, so you have one yeah. internal one that's okay. just like here's a task, and you can just hit the start button to see how does the menu bar look when when something starts. How mm-hmm. how does it look? When can I stop it? What how much detail can I yeah. add to it? Mm-hmm. Some people just want to like start something as soon as they can to get an idea of what yeah. it looks like because some some of the apps that we use they're very clunky about starting time or yeah. they're very they're not keeping track of time intervals when you actually worked and and that's something we do okay. so we just want to have one starter project for people to just if they don't want to create like an because there's a lot of information you otherwise have to enter right what's your client what's the project what's the is it billable is it not there's a lot of questions and we want someone to be like all right i create an account here's mm-hmm. your internal project just get started if mm-hmm. you want to track it you could even start tr- tracking your internal time of creating your first client right that yeah. that's kind of the idea that that you just you create an account and you're ready to go to some extent mm-hmm. and then you add one of your kind of own clients and then anything on top of that would mm-hmm. would kind of we would hint strongly towards all right it's time to upgrade if yeah. you have more than two yeah, projects, more than two clients at that point i feel like it's giving the person like so much value as well they it's something that they're using for doing their work and they're not just playing around with it i think at that point it makes a lot of sense to um start introducing the plans um because i mean we we are we still value our product a lot and i think we are uh, it's it's a big benefit for people to be able to track their time and like do all that in one system and i i wouldn't want to um, I think uh, a subscription makes sense for us, so we don't want to change that, but we want to make it easier to just test it out before committing to it. Because it is a big step to decide what you're going to do all your business with, right? It's a tool that you're going to use every day, so we want people to be happy with it. But um, I think so. I think it's it's quite generous to have the two plans, but I do think it makes sense to like have the one default one and then 
let them sort of experiment with it on their own as well. I, I think it makes sense. Um, but yeah, we're still sort of considering like what the right ratio is and whether or not two is too much or, um, like if, if there are other ways we want to do it so that they get like a great experience in other ways. I, I don't know. We're still considering. But we're also, um, we're probably more likely to experiment with those plans as far as like maybe someone then uses it as an excessive invoice maker right maybe they're like we're not tracking time we only use this one client but i i delete clients uh, every day and create new invoices mm. and that's all i do which maybe- i wouldn't really think is good because that's not the best user experience of our app so i don't want to encourage yeah, yeah. something like that because then they're just putting extra work into like hacking the system and they're getting a worse experience from our app so if like if we see that people do that or people are saying they want to use another way then we might pivot and do the trial in a different way as well but it's 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 tricky to find a good balance right because Mm. we don't want to encourage like a bad user experience of our app Mm. but we also don't want to not have an income from the app but so the, the design is really and to to get people an idea and feel confident when they subscribe you know it just flips it around we want people to when they hit the subscribe button to say I, I know what I'm getting and I, I want yeah. what they're offering mm-hmm. rather than right now where you have to give us a bit more benefit of the doubt of mm-hmm. saying, all right, I I, yeah. I believe this app does what I want. Mm-hmm. Let's start a trial and see if it does. And I think yeah. that's that's for for the, the kind of market we're in and for how unknown we are, right? It's, it's probably different if you're like a billion dollar company and your website is full of, here are the hundred companies mm-hmm. that trust us and we're, we're serving 10,000 of, of freelancers. Maybe then that's different because you're like, look, it's probably going to be fine. We're, we're still small enough that most people that install our app might have never heard of us or never heard mm-hmm. of our app, right? They're like, that's their first experience. Mm. And if we can make that process a bit, like more comforting and giving more confidence to people to subscribe that's that's the goal mm-hmm. now it's just about figuring out what's the best way of accomplishing that without feeling like we're taking anything away from people that currently pay for the service and without giving yeah. giving something away that we think we shouldn't because the mm-hmm. idea is this is a paid product this is just a way of getting a yeah. trial in a in a different in, in a time disconnected manner mm-hmm. it's not supposed to be yeah. a, a big enough of a of a plan that the free plan is something that you can use for the rest of your mm-hmm. career. The, yeah. the idea is this will be enough to get an idea, mm-hmm. but then hopefully most people, if they get value out of it, upgrade after mm. a year at, at yeah. most and, you know, 10 seconds at, at best. Yeah. Yeah. And and then do you think you would keep your existing free trial or this would we, replace that? And- it would, we would then just reduce the free trial to seven days mm. because uh, we, okay. we've we seen some people that, for example, that might need a team plan from day one. There is no free team plan, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we still want to give, like, if, if you want to be a team of two or three people working together, we still want to allow you to, like, if you start your own thing, that's fine, right? But there's no way of experimenting with team features, for example, before you start a at least a trial. So we still want to do that. And then just to keep it all consistent, I think it's better to just say, look, all the pro plans have seven days. So it's essentially a seven day money back rather than a seven yeah. day free trial at that point. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have to call it trial because that's what Apple will allow mm-hmm. us to call it. Mm-hmm. But it's essentially a, you have seven extra days to dis- to change your mind yeah. before we, yeah. we will then charge you. Mm-hmm. Um so that's a, the the kind of mindset that we're trying to to kind of get together is mm. 
you experiment with the app, you're happy with it. Yeah. You then have seven, when you commit to buying, you have seven days to change your mind and then hopefully you're, everyone's happy. Yeah, because I think, uh, and I think the thing that you mentioned, okay, just reducing sort of the upfront burden of having to make a decision, like, is this the right time for me to start using this app? Because I think many people are already using some other time tracking or they might have another system and they want to try this out, but they might feel like, is this really the right time to test it out or should I wait till like the beginning of next month? So if we have something like this, people can comfortably just play around with the app and then they might notice that they really like it and then they add more projects and uh, then they can sort of continue mm-hmm. g- growing with us. Um, and I think that's that's sort of what we want to achieve. And a nice side effect might also be that that gets rid of the... Because at the moment, if you look at our reviews like worldwide, it's we have... I think we have nothing but five-star and one-star ratings. Mm-hmm. There's nothing in between. And almost, I think... 100% of one star reviews that are um that we have are related to it costs money I don't want to mm-hmm. pay. Um Yeah, that's really annoying. Yeah, I don't it, think any of the ones that gave us written reviews actually ended up like having a paid subscription. No, I I I'm, I'm uh, fairly confident that it, no one they, even started Yeah, prior. it sounds very much like they com- they they disliked that there was a like what they call paywall and then they mm-hmm just give it one star yeah and i don't want to i don't want to give the app away for for something free yeah and i don't want to give the app away for people that want something for free Mm -hmm. you know that's not the goal of this but i do still think having some amount of free plan even if Mm -hmm. you know it will at least reduce the amount of people that say oh they tricked me because our idea is not to trick people right no no. we would love for it to be in the app store with a big banner saying look you have to give Mm -hmm. us seven dollars a month Mm -hmm. otherwise you cannot use it we would love for that to be an option we just don't have that option this is the closest we think we can get of saying, all right, this is actually still, you can still try it out and then kind of convert. Yeah. And and I hope that yeah, will take off think, some of the one-star ratings. It might even yeah. increase some of the five-star ratings because we yeah. have more people. Like sometimes we, we get support requests or requests from students who are like, I don't really make money from it, but I would like to use your app and, and uh, you know, and maybe maybe I'll add freelance work in the future. Mm. But $7 a month is a bit much for that. And it's like, that's not the target, but the free plan might even serve that. And if they then go into freelance work on the side or, or after they're done, if they use us, that's fine too. Or if they're recommended to their friends, right? That's that's totally fine. Mm. But also the people who might go ahead and give a one-star review because they couldn't test it or because they didn't want to go for a, a free trial, they might actually end up really liking the app if they if they get a chance to test it out without having the sort of hurdle of having to activate the trial. So that could potentially even make them happy to use it. And those people might be perfect. Like they were looking for a time-tracking app. And if they have an easier way of testing it out, mm. then uh, they might I think they will really like the app. So. Yeah, and um, might not do that, right? Yeah. Maybe. I mean, it's worse than experiment, I yeah. think. And that also means we have essentially a free plan that we can experiment with pricing a bit more because we also considered uh, the free plan. In theory, I would be feel more confident to just to to kind of do a test for like two weeks and saying, what if we make a, a cheap plan for like two dollars instead of seven? That has like a f- you know that has more limited features or something like that, right? I think doing the at the moment I'm very hesitant of hmm. saying all right let's try to increase our price and see what happens let's drop our price and see what happens because it's kind of awkward to do that um, with subscriptions in the first place but also I don't want to have a mm-hmm. different uh, like purchase category in the app like if you make it a different in-app purchase for experiments because then then um, 
I don't want to have new users to pay way less than existing users because that feels kind of unfair. So having like this free plan where we can just say, look, for one week, there is no free plan. Mm-hmm. For one week, we're just charging like $2 and seeing if that has a big impact. That would be kind of fun too, to have this thing you've, we're feeling a bit more comfortable with and always expecting yeah. worst case, we drop it back to zero and that's fine. Yeah, that's fair. Mm. Hmm. Uh, do you see fun. any, <laughs> do you see any like, downsides of, pro- of of having something like that i think free plan's a great idea because it's like i downloaded a recipe app the other day mm-hmm. and the first thing it wanted me to do was subscribe and i was like no thanks <laughs> um so i i have not used the app since it's mm-hmm. like i get i get it but that's not what i was looking for mm-hmm. i was looking for a free recipe app or one that you know might be a bit limited and then i could once I'd seen what the app was like mm-hmm. inside, then I could play around. And they didn't have like the equivalent of your tourist mode. Like mm-hmm. I didn't know, I don't know what the app looks like other than the app store screenshots. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't willing to do the whole dance of, um, you know, go through the subscription mm-hmm. for something I'm probably not going to subscribe to because recipes are a really hard thing to make people pay for. Yeah. Um, and then I was, you know, if I, if I'd done the subscription, I definitely would have canceled after the trial and mm-hmm. I wasn't ready to do that dance. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. so. Yeah. And that's yeah. actually another thing. We see a lot. weird. <laughs> a lot of people, when they sign up for a trial, immediately, like, we, like I looked at the timestamps, right? Um, yeah. Like, it's, they immediately switch it to auto renewal off. Mm. It seems to be a very yeah, common yeah. pattern of people su- subscribing yeah. and immediately going mm. to the apps. I mean, we do have a link in the app, so we make it as easy as possible <laughs> to unsubscribe. Yeah. Mm. But immediately unsubscribing. And then actually a yep. lot of them come I've back. Done the same for many apps. Mm. Like a lot of mm. a lot of people actually come back and switch it back on. Yes. Like after a day but or two at of that usage. point where you haven't tried the app, you're not confident enough exactly. to say that. And so you mm. want to you want to can or not cancel, mm. but you want to turn off auto renew before mm-hmm. you forget. Yeah. Exactly. And that's the thing yeah. like we really don't, that we like when people who want like if people want to use the app it's good that they turn out renew off because we don't want to just take their money if they don't use the app so yeah. then in that scenario it would also be co- more comfortable for the user not having to do that whole dance to just like you like you as you mentioned have the free plan there they can do that and then be comfortable when they subscribe that that's what they actually want but especially use. seeing that in in with our subscriptions that people start a trial immediately turn it off and then sometimes after a couple of hours turn it back on again means those people were totally willing to pay for service. They they were bur- probably burned mm-hmm. by a lot of kind of more scammy subscription apps before, right? There are a lot of them that are like, yep. hey, free trial and you, there's this big button and all of a sudden you pay like $10 per, per week for some stupid weather yeah. uh, mm-hmm. service, right? So those people were probably burned before. So that's the pattern they learned. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'd say... Yep. Just anecdotally, without actually crunching the numbers, I would say maybe about forty uh, percent of people um, subscribe and immediately turn off auto renewal, mm-hmm. and then potentially turn back on later. Um, it just to me indicates that that flow is awkward, and that there are enough people that that are happy to pay, mm-hmm. but they don't want to yeah. commit to it before they know what they're <laughs> getting, and. I, I'm the same, right? Even if I'm, hmm. if I wouldn't look at our users, but if I would look at myself, it's, if I hmm. don't get anything out of the app before it asks me to pay, I'm like, I don't know. I don't hmm. know. I, yeah. I'd be happy to pay for it if it's great, hmm. but there are too many crappy apps on a store that I, and, and I'm not going through the like refund dance, right? If I, if I decide to pay for oh, something no, and no. it's not good, <laughs> then well, I, I paid the $3, $4, whatever yep. it is. Um, 
but if I'm hesitant to do that as someone who's having an app that has the same kind of business model themselves, it's a bad sign to me. So I think having that kind of alternative of just getting started, mm. removing the friction is, I think, uh, at least worth it. And it's also a thing, right? Worst case, we remove the button again that says start a free. Yeah, like if we notice that we get like... 300 support questions a day from people who are not paying for us then that's something we can't support like we, mm -hmm. we can't help mm -hmm. those people because uh we we need we're to be able, people we're we two can... people and we need to be able to spend time on the thing that and to continue like continue improving the product and um if something like that would take too much of our time we couldn't really justify the free plan um so then yeah. we would have to turn it off but i do think in general it can be Which beneficial would probably for be off for new users we would probably keep all existing yeah. users yeah. on on their free plan that they started but we would no longer allow new users to to start in yeah. free and i don't think there and are then you have enough to hand continue handling that in your code yeah. forever and ever yeah But I don't think there are enough things that people will send 300 support questions a day, hopefully. But um, there are just, I think we, we will make it flexible enough so we can decide to just not support that plan anymore or not have the free plan. So we can test it out, see how we feel, see if people are in general happier, happier if people are like giving us more positive reviews. And uh, yeah, I think in, it's it's a interesting thing to try out. And I, I don't see any problems with it since we will make it flexible. Yeah. I mean, the worst case scenario is like financially, if everyone that's currently paid says, I only have one project anyways, and mm. everyone switches to a free plan, that would be the one thing that would be the, the biggest risk, I feel yeah, like, right? Yeah. Because and everything that's the, hard, that's the one that's difficult for us to actually evaluate, right? Like, will us having this plan, let's say we do have, a, have the free plan, and some people drop off from paying because they don't need to have a paid plan anymore. Well, that's still overall increment the amount of people who are testing the app out and then realizing that it's an app that they want to use and pay for like we we just don't really know what the overall like we can't really weigh those two so But we're still early enough more. right if if it would just barely pay for our cost of living that would be different right we would be we would be in a situation where it's like oh we don't really want to reduce that to a point where it's below that but it is you know we're, we're early enough and we have few enough users that we're yeah So you're saying that we're still far enough away from that having that type of impact. So we we're in this early we're not stage. Relying so we can't on even... orbit as a main source of income. Yeah. Therefore, now is a better time to experiment with this than almost any other time we'll ever have. Mm. Right? Ideally, as as we expect and hope and see so far, it's growing like daily. Right? It's mm -hmm. it it's growing. It's fairly steady. Mm kind of slow but steadily growing and we would um, love for this to be our main source of income certainly because we have so many exciting pro pro projects related to this that i also want to talk about we have some come up, came up with some really exciting features that we want to add and we would love for this to be uh, our main source of income because then we could really focus on those things um but i think uh, experimenting with the free plan can potentially actually help us get to that stage sooner but it is a bit of a gamble Yeah, so we'll see. But I also think it might be a feature that um, we can talk about, right? It might even generate interesting numbers. So our idea is also to to like actually capture a little bit more about the how much how many people go free plan, how many people convert, and those kind of things. Mm. Um, to then like write a blog post about that, mm. because I do think a lot of people are in a similar situation to us, where they might have a subscription app and they only have a free trial, and they don't know. Um, if if an alternative would be better, and I mean, it will still be anecdotal 
based on our experience, but I think it would be interesting to write a blog post of like, mm. here, here's what we did. Here's the, because we do have the before and after, right? This is how many downloads we had before. This is how many account signups we had before. This is how many subscriptions we had before. This is what happened after. It might be interesting just as a kind of uh, an experiment of, of pricing an app. Mm. And we want to write like a blog post and kind of share those numbers and it might also generate value nice. for, for other indies that are, that are either considering mm. it or considering to change to this kind of model. Mm. will be will be interesting yeah I that, think. that's something i've been thinking about like what the best way is to share those type of things because we are uh like we we do get some like uh, we see some interesting things now when we've been like featured uh, on the app store and like we we've seen some like we, we've been we had the app available long enough so we can look a bit at our numbers and i would like to share those things a bit but i'm not sure what the best format is at the moment blog post. i'm thinking blog post but i'm not very i don't really like writing blog posts <laughs> well, well then you don't like the best uh, way of sharing uh... um yeah no but i'm also wondering like is that uh, i think the smart it's... thing is just to make an orbit blog yeah, because then if if anyone cares, that's, that's uh, okay. Place it's not to. that I don't like writing blog posts. It's that when I write blog posts, I spend a lot of time on them, and that's what I want to make sure that like I don't want this to be another project or like a like an extra thing that I think takes away time from right, working. I think on we'll, Orbit. we'll figure it out. We just kind of focus on on the numbers and like super light analysis and kind of update them every now and then. I think we should just get into a habit of making that part of what we're doing. Yeah, I think so too. I think so as well. Mm. Um, cool. Yeah. Should we still do things of the week? Or yes. Yes. Oh, I don't have anything. <laughs> oh, great. Um, you're going to have to go first. <laughs> I will have to have a think. All right. Uh, so things of the week. Um, I have something prepared here, so I'm going to go first. Um, my thing this week uh, is a meetup called iOS Dev Happy Hour. That uh, a person called Alan uh, is, uh, has started. I think he started four months ago. Um, and it's been growing a lot. So it's an online meetup. And I think it's awesome now when we can't really meet people in person to be able to like catch up with people all over the world. So it's, um, I think he's using Zoom. Um, so usually you catch up uh, once a month uh, and he's, he's announcing tickets or his, uh, the tickets are free, but he's announcing the meetup uh, once every month. Um, and people can just uh, RSVP as they want. There's no limit in tickets. I think he, uh, this month or this week, uh, there are going to be 700 people who RSVP'd. So we'll see. Uh, that will be, that will be crazy. I think that's, that's the biggest meetup I've ever been to. Um, so it's super exciting and it's a lot of people from like, um, the indie dev community or people who are, um, just starting out learning development and people who have been developing for a long time who are going to this meetup and, uh, they tend to be, a a couple, uh, a I think two sessions uh, when we break up into breakup rooms uh, and then we talk to six to eight developers uh, just about what we're doing and sharing our experience. Um, so that's I've been really fun. I think we've been on the last three and there's another one coming up now on the 19th of December. Um, so we put a link in the show notes. So anyone who's interested in just chatting up with, catching and chatting, catching up with and chatting with uh, other developers and aspiring developers uh, should check it out. Um, it will be fun. Cool. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I also enjoy that. We've been <laughs> to the last few. I, I was trying to think last. I three, think four. three, right? I believe it. Mm, I think it was three. Yeah, but it's fun. It's it's meeting people, chatting about things, uh, in in smaller groups, which I do like. Mm. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. That's it's been it's really been growing. It's awesome. Uh, 
Should I go next? Though? Yeah. If- or do you want to go? You can go. All right. Um, <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. My thing of the week is AirPods Max. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Um, it is uh, Connect Kit from front of ah. the show, uh, Josh. He released an app. Um, it's interesting. So it was in review for I don't remember how many months, but forever. It seems yeah, it to. Wasn't it like two months? I think it was. It, it felt like many, many months, but also have absolutely no sense of time anymore. So who knows? But it's called Connect Kit. It is um, a way of using the App Store Connect API with shortcuts. And that sounds kind of very specific, and it is. Um, <laughs> but it allows, it, it is, it is pretty nice. It allows you to be, I don't know. I've not actually used it for anything that is actually, that I would actually use as part of my workflow, but I, I find a very intriguing combination of things you can do. Like you could, you could submit a, your app for review through, through shortcut, which is kind of cool. Yeah. That's not, very good. Not that I would do that right now, but <laughs> it is cool. And you can get like your finance, uh, reports, sales reports, uh, get your app status. Like even if it's something you're like, you just want to pull what the current mm. state of your app is. You can yeah. Do like that. if you just want to have the more visual parts, I think mm. it's, it's, it's not only actioning things it's also like getting that information yeah uh, easily yeah so it's kind of cool and it's uh it's something that's more of a toolbox right um it's you can combine a whole bunch of things into building something that that you're interested in or like an action that that you that might make sense for your particular use case and i think that's really cool whenever yeah. you have kind of building blocks that you you can figure out something cool to do with yourself um yeah and it's 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 free on the App Store, and there is a in-app purchase for supporting Josh. Uh, you can in Canadian dollars. That's between two eighty and uh, eight fifty. If you mm. want to support Josh, can also just send some maple syrup. <laughs> can also just send some. Apparently, that's also in a form of in-app purchase. Who knew? <laughs> but yeah, it, it's yeah. pretty fun, especially if you're doing anything iOS developer or macOS developer related. Uh, mm. Might be a fun thing to play around with. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Good pick. Zach, do you do you do you have a pick? I, I do have a pick. I do have a pick. I almost I almost kept with the theme and went with another um, iOS developer app tool thing that was released this week, but I haven't actually tried it out in time for the show, so I can't pick it. Um, so I'm going to go with a Mac app that I've been using forever now called Magnet. Um, so Magnet is a very simple window snapper. It's kind of like Better Touch tool, but just focuses on the window snapping. Uh, ability mm-hmm. and it is now a an app that I must install on every Mac that I use because without <laughs> it Mac OS and Windows feel broken. Um so it's fantastic. Wait, I've been you mean using Windows it for years. on Mac OS feel broken? <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> Win like yes. Just for the record, Windows, Windows, Windows always feels broken. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Windows, the the things that exist on the screen in macOS feel broken without using Magnet. And uh, yeah, it's available on the Mac App Store. It's the simplest tool. It sits in your menu bar as a utility. Um, but yeah, just just letting it run um, and and allows you to snap your windows. Oh, it's very nice, and one. it's a bit more lightweight than Better Touch Tool because I was using Better Touch Tool for a while when I was remapping things, uh, especially things to do. With like the trackpad and that but i don't do that anymore so there's no need to be running better touch tool constantly fascinating um, i've never spoken to someone good. who actually uses this kind of thing so what what do you like about <laughs> yeah. the window snapping it just makes it easy to like do a 50 50 split down your middle of your screen because i don't like the i don't like the full screen things that apple provides where you know i never use those. you know have a window mm-hmm. that's dedicated to like half and mm-hmm. half of an app but this is good like for example for the podcast i've got chrome snapped to the 
the right side of my screen. Oh, so this And it is... just takes up the entire right side of the monitor. <gasps> I thought this would be something you only use on your laptop because it's like limited screen real estate. So you don't want to have like no, so no, many so overlapping things. No, no, it's not about things. limited screen real estate. It's just making it easier than having to like manually snap windows and drag things around and just, you know, having it automatically fill okay. available space on each side. Otherwise, I'd have to adjust like at least two corners mm-hmm. uh, to drag that window to the desired position. Otherwise, so, um, two, two interesting revelations. You're using Windows snapping and Chrome. <laughs> yeah, because we've got Google Docs. <laughs> Google Docs is Safari. You know that? No, 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 I have my accounts. I have my accounts separated. Okay. I have, yeah. Okay, interesting. So you only use it for kind of podcast setups or do you use it for like work as well like do you put like your document um, easy one for like yeah day-to-day like xcode i would snap xcode to full screen and then okay. you, i think you do that by like dragging to the top of this like to the menu bar and it just fills the available space and that's great for a window i want full screen without going the actual apple full screen interesting um, but if i'm trying to align something like if i want 50 50 like i used to use it at uni a bit as well like i do half screen safari half screen like pages something like mm-hmm. that that was handy. Um, Interesting. Yeah. So, would you say most of the like most of your day to day windowing is perfectly not overlapping windows, or do you, is it mostly like mm, not most? It's just there when I need it. So a few times. So it's a day. very specific, like task. It's it's usually not that you're doing that as part of like looking something up in Safari, but when you know you're kind of no. working on two apps okay. simultaneously, then you're explicitly yeah. snapping them into those places? For a, Yeah, for a setup that's going to remain. Like if I'm doing a quick Google search, that window comes and goes and I don't really care mm-hmm. where it sits on the screen. Um, but if something like the podcast, we're going to sit here for an hour and I got the show notes open, I do want it nicely positioned on the right side of my screen and I have Audio Hijack positioned on the left, but Audio Hijack doesn't really fill the screen, so I don't worry about positioning that as long as I've got one window positioned, the others just kind of fall into place. Fascinating. Um, yeah, because for me everything is just a cascading set of windows. Yeah, where but just I feel I feel like there's through that I can exactly the fact, it. the fact that you have them like sticking through and having different layers. That's enough organization for me, so I can know where my things are. Mm. Yeah, but, that's interesting. Mm. Um, I mean, I, I would never use it that way, but I find it interesting mm. that you're getting use out of that. Mm. Yes, very Windowsy feature. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> yeah, but I, I do see a lot of people like I mean those tool a lot of those tools exist like there there's a myriad of them and there's a reason for it mm-hmm. right a lot of people really like that yeah, that way of, of yeah. arranging their windows and i mean even on windows like the operating system windows yeah. the feature exists because mm-hmm. a lot of people use it that way i yeah, just yeah. never had that inclination of because I, I i i don't know if it's been like using a mac for too long but i really like the kind of cascading windows knowing mm-hmm. where they are being able to click them to get them into kind of the foreground and using them because i always find yeah. when i have perfectly aligned windows especially if multiple of them take input that it kind of i don't know i have the same issue i have on an ipad with that style where it's like now they feel like too equal i i kind of like having one you know when you're like i don't know which one has input right now i don't know Mm -hmm. which one is the the primary one i kind of like the the hierarchy not necessarily that i kind of like to have the the cascading windows but it's one that's Mm. clearly the one that i'm working on while the other ones i still have the medic lands but i want to explicitly kind of the same way i do note taking when i do note taking on paper i use scrap paper Mm -hmm. because i want to have explicitly no this is not where i write like uh, the no- biggest revelation in, in software engineering on this is stuff I write because it needs to I might throw it away tomorrow and that's fine that's the idea of it 
And that's yeah. kind of how I treat my windows, where it's like when they're not fully visible, that means they're they're there and I can ex- access them and I know where they are, but I I don't you know they're they're in in they're behind for a reason because I'm not currently working okay. on them. Yeah. Mm. It's interesting. Interesting. I, okay. I wonder if I should give it a shot that's just to just as a like um, academic experiment yeah. to see if that's yeah. something yeah. I would actually mm. enjoy or not. I'd say the most helpful one is being able to fill the screen. So instead of having to drag from a couple of corners to fill it out. You just kind of hover it to the top of the screen yeah. and it, it expands. See, I never, yeah, I never have a window that actually takes... I mean, you can do that anyways, ah, right? Okay. On a Mac, if you just double-click the menu bar, it will zoom anyways. That's true, yeah. So that one is there, but I usually hit it accidentally. I do not yeah, often okay. go... I mean, it might also be a function of my screen size, right? 27-inch mm. is, I think, too big for any one window to take the whole space unless it's like full full screen when uh video or like sometimes yeah. if i'm on a facetime call i might go full screen but otherwise i don't i, I might give it a shot just to see if if there's any kind of yeah. if i have it there would i use it or not hmm. yeah i think it's only a few dollars on the mac app store i don't remember exactly yeah. awesome all right cool, um, cool. interesting picks all right mm. All right. Uh, great chatting with you and talk you to you too. next week. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. 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 <laughs> Awkward ending that we never used. Yeah. <laughs> this one we will use. We nailed it.